Welcome to the Believer's Voice of Victory from Kenneth Copeland Ministries. Download the notes at kcm.org notes. We can grow in our faith and understand how much God loves us and can know the victory that He, he wants us to know and come to know Jesus in a personal way, um, to know how deeply He loves us and that we have hope in Him. Hello everybody, we're Kenneth and Gloria Copeland. This is the Believer's Voice of Victory broadcast, as all of you know. And all this week, we're talking about and listening to testimonies from our partners. Amen. Oh, that's exciting. And it has been so exciting. I mean, it's just been one victory right after another. The Word works. Amen. And and that's what makes this so important because as we've already talked about, Meditation and testimonies expand your 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 vision. Your, yes, that's right. And your vi- what 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 you vision, what you see in your mind, is extremely important because that's where hope is is developed out of the word of real Bible hope. Yeah. When you hear people say, "Well, I sure hope so," now that's wishing. But real Bible hope says, yeah, this is going to come to pass. How do you do that? Well, it comes from the Word building an inner image on the inside of you, and you begin to get that over to your mind, and then faith comes in part of that and brings it to pass. Well, when you hear other people give their stories, it expands Oh, yeah. It is so vitally important. Praise God. So, we're going to get right into this. You, you, you're going to enjoy this. Watch this. I'm Dwight Simon. I'm from Regina, Saskatchewan. I became a Christian in May 1985. Uh, it was at, actually at a business rally, and it was a Sunday morning um, service that was held uh, during a business rally. And um, from that point on, I started, uh, I heard about KCM. I don't know if I, how I even, whether I saw it on TV or whether I saw something, but I really liked Kenneth's message. Uh, it was a very direct, hard-hitting message. I love that. And uh, I feel like I've never met Kenneth Copeland myself, but I feel like I know the man uh, and Gloria and his kids because I've listened to all of their, at one point in time, they were cassette tapes and, and then they moved on to CDs and now it's downloads. Uh, but I, I listen to them constantly and I just feel like I've heard every story he's ever told. The friends you have, the books you read, the material you listen to, the programs you watch, uh, you're a product of that. And uh, we have control over that. And association is the biggest one. There's lots of ways to associate with people. You know, people say, well, I can't associate with Kenneth Copeland. Yes, you can. Uh, you can download his CDs, you can bring his tapes home, and you can associate with him. Because the Word of God that Kenneth was preaching uh, is all on, um, it's truth. It's all on truth. And speaking the Word of God and having faith, every message he ever preaches on faith, and I love that. And uh, it's a reminder that I need on a constant basis. I guess it started uh, when I had a partner in business with me who ended up in the uh, prison in Regina. It's a two-year less-a-day facility, and he had some drug issues. And, and uh, he didn't request that I would see him, but I, I felt the call to go visit him and uh, speak with him because he was a member of our church as well. Uh, I had to get vetted out because he didn't invite me in. I had to get vetted out by the RCMP and by uh, the prison chaplain. 
Uh, so after a period of about three weeks, uh, I was allowed in to go see him and I visited with him for about an hour. And on the way out, um, the chaplain of the, of the prison uh, met me and said, who would you like to see next? Uh, I was a bit shocked, taken back, because I wasn't prepared for that. But she did say, uh, you're here to help, are you not? And I said, I, I guess so. And um, uh, she proceeded to ask if I would take over a uh, once a month uh, preaching on a Sunday night chapel service. And uh, that was the start of the prison ministry. And uh, we built a, a team around that through the Rock Church. We have a number of, of uh, elders and, and other members of the church who have come in with me to help preach uh, on one Sunday night every month. Uh, after going to the prison, find out that uh, the Bibles are in extremely short supply. Uh, they just didn't have any materials. If the inmates wanted one, it would take three weeks, a month, six weeks to get a Bible into their hands, and they had to prove themselves. It wasn't easy to get a Bible. Um, so I said, I'm, I'm going to start bringing Bibles. And uh, I traveled uh, quite a bit in the U.S. at that point in time, and I, I stopped at all the discount bookstores and bought everything they had as far as the $1 or $2 or $3 Bibles, whatever I could get my hands on, and uh, distributed them. And they were, they were met with great enthusiasm that uh, we could preach the word and give them in something to take back to their cells that they could uh, carry on with their study. Uh, these people that are in the prison or, or, and then that come to these chapel services, this is really, they're, they're ready. They're, they really want to receive and uh, they're quite open. You know, when we're preaching and we're um, uh, giving them the word of God and, and asking them to accept Jesus, they're very open. After a few years of that, uh, every month, I contacted uh, Kenneth Copeland Ministries in uh, uh, Langley, BC and asked if they had a ministry for the for the prison and if they would help out with the Bibles. And the gentleman at that time said absolutely and uh, they started supplying every month about 60 Bibles for me to take into the prison. And uh, they've been supplying them ever since. As well as uh, other materials, the BVOV magazine which is very well received and the um, Faith to Faith journals, they love that. That's a, that's a great book and whenever I bring a case of those in they disappear in a hurry. Those men that are there, uh, they're looking for answers. Um, they're at the lowest point in their life, uh, most of them, and they're ready for change. And we're seeing a lot of conversions, a lot of people accepting Jesus for the first time. It's a couple of them have attended our church since. Um, so we have some really good stories. Uh, the Copelands have been a huge impact uh, in my walk of faith. Uh, they provided me uh, with material that I could listen to on a daily basis, um, and I do and uh, that has strengthened me tremendously in my walk with the Lord. Now, I want you to listen again to something that Dwight said. You are a product of the friends you have, the books you read, the materials you listen to. Oh, my. That's that is absolutely the yeah, truth. And here's the thing of it is, it's your choice. There's nobody forcing any, and it's not just for somebody that's in prison. No, 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 no. The reason they're in prison is because they're a product of the friends you have, the books you read, and the materials you listen to. And if you want to come out of there, you're going to have to change the friends you have, the books you read, and the materials you listen to. Amen. To change anything, you cannot, this is the definition of insanity. You cannot continue to do the same thing, say the same thing, associate with the same people, read the same books, and expect to get a different outcome. Different result. Yeah, because everything, you understand? Everything. Jesus said 
everything, the whole kingdom of God is as if, as a man casts a seed into the ground. Everything you do and say is a seed. Do unto others as you'd have them do unto you. What you do unto others is what others do unto you. That's I right. mean, that, that you can't change that. But you can change the friends you have, the books you read, yeah, the right. materials you listen to. And thus change the outcome. You can change the outcome. Now, let, oh yeah, thank you, Lord. Thank you for that. Let me go right quick to this. This is in the 13th chapter of the book of Matthew where Jesus said, now listen to what he, is, what, what he said here. For this people's heart is waxed gross, their ears are dull of hearing, their eyes they have closed, lest at any time they should see with their eyes, hear with their ears, understand with their heart, should be converted, I should heal them. Anytime, anytime. Now, <clears throat> you go down to the 19th verse, when anyone hears the word of the kingdom. Now, let's, the, the Lord showed me this years ago, and I, I drew it out in my Bible like this, where it said, if, at any time, say any time. Any time. They should see the word of the kingdom with their eyes and hear the word of the kingdom with their ears and understand the word of the kingdom with their heart and be should co be converted, I should heal them. Yeah. What do you mean by converted? That means to change. Mm -hmm. You're converted from one thing to another. So what? You've, you have converted, you've changed what you see, you've changed what you hear, and you, you it's converted you. It's changed the way you see things, yeah. the way you hear things, the way you talk, the way you act, and it changes everything. But it's the word of the kingdom that does it. Now, this is important. Well, I tried to change Brother Copeland and I couldn't. I know it. You can't. I can't either. Nobody can. But the word of the kingdom can change you. See, well, people just don't change. Oh, yeah, they do. But it takes the word of God to change them. Even born again people, they've been changed on the inside. They're, they're truly born again. They accepted Jesus as Lord and Savior. They're a different being on the inside as we talked about yesterday. But you can be born again thoroughly, going born again, going to heaven when you, when you depart here. But if your mind's not renewed, yeah. the, and when, when you got born again, if, if, you know, if you, your, your body didn't change, the scripture says in the book of Hebrews, you, you're going to have you, you're going to have to get in the Word of God and train this body to think a different way, by the renewing of your mind. Amen. But when you do that, it starts changing everything. Starts on the inside right. out. Isn't that wonderful? But you, well, you became a new creature. Yeah. When you made Jesus the Lord of your life. Now it needs to come out. Mm -hmm. That's right. And the Word of God's the only thing that brings it out. And I, uh, uh, yeah, thank you, Lord. I'm, I'm reminded again, everything is a seed. What you, you are a product today of what you said yesterday because 
the power of life and death, blessing and cursing is in the authority of the tongue, the power of the tongue. So in order to change anything, you don't have to change what you're saying. You can't do it. You can't tame your tongue. James said that. You can't do it on your own. But the Word of God, the wisdom from above, as, as James called it, the wisdom from above, the, the, the written Word of God in your heart, coming out your mouth, will change the way you think. It'll change everything. Yes, it will. Hallelujah. Praise, Praise God. God. Heather, you better come in here and, and tell us about your, tell us your story. My name is Heather Parry. I live in Eastbourne in the UK. I'm a local carer and care home just up the road. Um, I've been a partner with Kenneth Copeland since 1995, and I literally believe they have saved my life through their teaching. I was brought up um, to go to church regularly and also to read my Bible, which I was grateful for. My father was a doctor and my mother a nurse. Um, but it was a fairly legalistic religious background, so I didn't really know or understand the love of God. Through going to university, I met Christians, born-again Christians, that really encouraged my faith. I was introduced to KCM by a pastor, and he encouraged us to go to a conference in Brighton. It encouraged me to have faith in God's Word, rather than just reading the Bible um, as a religious exercise, I found that faith was what mattered. Um, finding the, the promises of God in my life, whether it's for healing or knowing the love of God, and it brought hope. I discovered this lump in my right breast um, about eight, nine years ago, and I didn't tell anyone. I kept it secret because I just thought I didn't want any fuss, um, but I was scared and I just thought it might go away. I did believe God loved me, but I didn't really know the way out. And I thought this was, I thought this was curtains for me. I thought, you know, my life's at an end now. Um, but somehow through the teaching of the KCM ministry, I just kept believing God still had a purpose for me. I went down to my local GP. She's a lady doctor and she checked me over and she immediately referred me for a biopsy. Heather Perry was finally ready to confront this fear as the biopsy confirmed the diagnosis of breast cancer. Heather underwent surgery on January 9, 2009 that successfully removed the large tumor. I was just coming out of the anesthetic um, and I heard, it wasn't an audible voice, but I heard the voice, I believe it was God's voice saying, I want you to think of 10 things you can thank me for every day and I at first I was a bit shocked and kind of not exactly upset but I thought Lord here I am in hospital I've just had a mastectomy and I'm on a drip in a bit of pain and you're asking me to thank you with God's help I did thank him and I realized now that was the best advice I could have received um, because it got me out of my pity party I was feeling a bit of self-pity at the time and thanking God was what brought me out I would call the KCM office because I just needed support and encouragement and peace. I was feeling very, you know, just reassurance um, that everything was going to be all right. I never realised before how important words were. Um, the proverb says, death and life are in the power of the tongue. So I believed that as I was speaking out God's word, um, he was bringing healing to me. 
I went through six months of chemotherapy. I lost all my hair, which was quite dramatic. And then the radiotherapy, I went through six weeks of radiotherapy. Um, so again, that was quite challenging. But God was with me through it all. When I went for the checkups, you know, I, I felt the Lord say, I don't want you to go on to moxifen or any other medication. I want you to stand on my word as medication because it doesn't have any bad side effects. I did feel a bit awkward at times because I wasn't going through the recommended method of medication. Um, but I, I felt the Lord was telling me to tell the surgeon, tell the medical staff what you're doing, and I did. And after they checked me over, they said, well, whatever you're doing, keep it up because it seems to be working. Well, it's seven and a half years ago now since my diagnosis, and I'm happy to say I'm feeling fine, very well, very fit, and enjoying life very much. I've come to know KCM as a, a, a great family. Um, I've been to their conferences and always get built up. There's such a joy and such a sense of victory, as the magazine says, Voice of Victory, that their teaching has brought victory to my life. Um, and I want to bring that to, to others, and I'm thankful to them. And through reading the promises in God's Word, through listening to broadcasts from KCM and other faith teachings, we can grow in our faith and understand how much God loves us and can know the victory that he, he wants us to know and come to know Jesus in a personal way, um, to know how deeply he loves us and that we have hope in him of heaven. Heaven is our destiny and we can enjoy the journey on the way. Now, I, I want to point out something that Heather did here. Now, Gloria and I have been doing this a long time. We've been doing this 50 years. So we've seen a lot, heard a lot. We, we've fouled up ourselves and then, you know, how come I didn't work this right and that kind of thing. And, and this, this is one that is very, very, very important. Don't ever do anything just because someone else did it. God, His Word is always the same. But people are different. And there are certain things. God knows how you are. God knows how you are. He knows, he knows what it takes to get. His whole purpose is to get you healed any way he can get you. Well, why don't he just do it? It doesn't work like that. You and I are involved in this. And it, it, he's, he's, work, he's leading you. He's positioning you in a place where he knows your faith will work and he, and, and he can work right with and get rid of that thing. Now, she said that the Lord directed her not to do any more uh, of the medical part of it. Now, you could tell from, she said that her mother and dad, or her, her dad's a doctor, her mother's a nurse. So, so in, in this area, she's stepping out by herself from the medical community which she'd known all of her life. Now, you, you could see why that, that, that's going to be the first stretch yeah. to take. And she'd done that. She'd had surgery. She'd done all these things. But see, she's spending time with God all the time. Now, don't you just go do it just because Heather did it. 
Don't you go do something just because I did it. No, you start out inquiring of the Lord and you pray in the Spirit and you go before the Lord every day, every day, every day. The first thing she did was get out of her pity party and get over there in the Word and begin to thank God, thank God, thank God and praise God. And one step at a time, he led her to this, he led her to that, he led her here, he led her there. And now she's totally, absolutely, completely whole and healed. Praise God. And you can be the same thing. It may, it may come like that. It, it may not, but it'll come. If you will stay in the Word and... See, the Scripture said in the 8th chapter of Romans, they that are led of the Spirit of God are the sons of God. You don't just do things because you just thought you ought to do it. No. Uh, Proverbs 4, 7, wisdom is the principal thing. I had the Lord say to me years ago, He said, you're too quick to pray. I said, what? Yeah. You just start quoting scriptures. At the time, um, the, we were behind a million dollars on our bills, television bills and all that. Well, we don't write appeal letters. We don't raise offerings and all that. We, we sow and give and go to the Word. And I, I took off, uh, with, uh, according to the first chapter of the book of James, to, to receive wisdom and understanding. So I just pulled aside for several days to pray and just listen to the Lord. And I said, Lord, I, I, I need a million dollars. He said, no, you don't. <laughs> I said out loud, I said, you could have fooled me. No. Now here was his wisdom. He said, you, you're, you've got a spiritual problem in the ministry. He had, he, he had told me to do something several years ago and I, I, I heard it, but... I just let it slip and didn't do it. And, and he said, you have a spiritual problem in your ministry. If I were to give you a million dollars today, that problem would eat that million up and you'd still be a million behind. Well, see, I needed wisdom. I needed understanding. I was too quick to say, I need a million dollars and started quoting my financial scriptures and all of that. I needed to take some time and get before the Lord and find out what he wants me to do. And he'll tell you. He'll tell you what to do. Now, he told her. You remember the very first thing he said? I mean, right at the very beginning of this thing. She just had surgery. She's still in pain. He said, think of th 10 things you can praise me for. Hmm. Praise is the big gun of faith. Yes, That's the amen. biggest thing there is. Praise is the highest form of praise. That's good, isn't it? Yes, think it is. So see, see what was happening? He's leading her. What's he doing? He's leading her out of this thing. He led her out of that, and she started getting well, started getting well. Well, the treatments were working. The, the, the medical treatments were working. She, but what was she doing? She's, she's meditating on the Word of God. She put the Word of God where it needed to be, and she's listening to God. She's listening. She's listening. You can't get something from somebody you won't listen to. She's listening. And that's after a considerable amount of time, the Lord said, okay, that's enough of that. You get over on my word. Now, why would he wait that long? She had to grow up spiritually and grow her faith to the point where it would support that. And when it finally came to that point, she obeyed him. And here she is today, completely healed. Glory. glory. Isn't that wonderful? Yeah, it is. Oh, it's just it wonderful. Glory to God. Glory, and I'll be back in just a moment.
We hope you enjoyed today's teaching from Kenneth Copeland Ministries. Be sure to get the notes at kcm.org notes. And remember, Jesus is Lord.